Welcome to a brand new episode of Pond Division, an MCU discussion podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and I am once again joined by my marvellous co-host, Ash Jefferson. How's it going, Ash? Doing good, doing good. It's been a, it's been a pretty, pretty uh, good week <laughs> so far. It's been a really interesting week. I feel like if we were ever in doubt that nature was healing... This week went from Tumblr being very happy about Loki and everyone going really cool to immediately fighting and hating people and <laughs> it went it went from we're so happy bisexual Loki to I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it's been I, a I... week. I was looking for gifts the other day when the episode came out, and I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> like this is going crazy!" The biphobia, the biphobia really leaped out uh, yes. this week. I will say, <laughs> it's like you don't know what this has done to me. I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> that doesn't change anything what happened last week <laughs> whatsoever." Which is yeah, another topic. Uh, and then no. they announced Tom Tom Hiddleston's taking over Tumblr for a day to do some Q and A. Yeah, I really feel there was really a point this week where I felt like I was just transported back to 2012. <laughs> where I was like, "What is happening? What year is this?" <laughs> it yeah, I mean, I got in an argument, not an argument because it wasn't an argument, but it was a, a funny discussion about Doctor Who, and I was like. I don't want to. I don't want to be here again. <laughs> I don't need to talk with People Americans about Doctor Supernatural again. We're, oh God! Like, Tumblr's taken over by Loki again. Like, what year is this? <laughs> 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 but it's not just us this week. We have a we have a friend with us. Do you want to introduce our our, our friend with us, Charlie? <laughs> That's absolutely true. Joining us today to discuss this latest episode of Loki is a very special guest. She's a narrative designer and leader of the Not Saf for Work podcast network. It's Saf. How you doing? It's me. Hello. I'm doing good. It's very cold. <laughs> oh, yes. Of course, it's winter there, right? Yes. And I hate it. Ugh. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't understand how jealous I am of you right now. Oh, God. I would swap if I could. <laughs> Please it's do. It's so hot here. I, I wish it was winter. <laughs> it's like 90 degrees in my house. That, like, it's so bad. Um, yeah. But we have, we have a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> so many things have So many discourse-starting things happened. We have a lot of discourse things to discuss. But first, I want to know, Saf, what's your overall thoughts been about Loki so far? Um, I've been surprised by how much I love it. <laughs> I've been surprised by how surprising it is. <laughs> like, have you? Were you always a big Loki fan, or were you just like indifferent, or no. enjoyed the character but wasn't really intrigued? I didn't, I didn't like him much. I, I kind of have a thing of like any character that Tumblr loves, I instinctively don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um. <laughs> so before this joke came out, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it because. It's Loki, and it, it's, it's Loki. <laughs> I don't care about him, um, but I am really enjoying it. It's a good show. Interesting, interesting. Well, why don't we just dive into this show, episode four. We start off with some really interesting Asgardian flashbacks um, with, with baby Sylvie, or little Sylvie. Just... <laughs> Just like Baby Groove, Baby Yoda, Baby Sylvie. <laughs> yeah, Baby Sylvie. This is something that was in the trailer that I mentioned last week. Um, yeah. So when you were like about talking about the hair and stuff, I was like, those were kind of answered by the trailer, which I thought was a bit of a shame. But um, 
still it's really interesting. I, I really like the flashback. I thought it was really interesting this up the idea that the TVA are these douchebags that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, they just take kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing some I mean, Jedi we already, shit. We already knew, like, fuck the TVA. But, like, really, fuck the TVA. <laughs> like, like, Absolutely. To the people that were like, the TVA are telling the truth. Like, <laughs> I don't trust any cops, especially not, like, time cops. Time, like, all-powerful time cops with, like, batons that turn you into goo. Yeah, no, not a fan of them. Um, and like, I get the whole sacred timeline and don't want the universe doing whatever. Like, sure, you don't want the comic continuum happening in the universe. I get it. But like, <laughs> taking a child and then like yeah. forcing her through these like terrible like proceedings so you can like kill her is a bit much. Yeah. That was another thing I actually appreciated. We watched, uh, me and a friend of the show, Alden, rewatched the first episode of the show with someone else who hadn't seen the show whatsoever. So it was trying to sort of indoctrinate them into watching it. <laughs> and there was, it was really interesting rewatching the first episode back because there's all these elements of seeing Loki go through the TVA process, whether that's him being picked up, brought to them sent through the processing, having to get changed, the, the bit with the whole, whatever, how many words have you ever said? Please confirm this is every word you've ever said. <laughs> and then watching it through the eyes of young Sylvie, it's absolutely terrifying. Like, it goes yeah. from a very comedic bit to horrifying. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It, it's Poor Sylvie. And I like that, you know, I honestly really like that they did, there's, there was a lot of, like, speculation that the Sylvie thing was going to be some kind of a bait and switch. Like, she's not actually a Loki variant. She's, she's maybe, like, I saw people saying maybe she's, like, a Thor variant or something like that. Or, like, you know, there's something else going on there. I liked that it was, like, pretty just, she's a Loki variant. This is what happened to her. I I assume we're going to figure out why she was the one that was, like, pruned or attempt or they tried to prune her i guess but i like that they were just like no there's no like <laughs> there's no like weird twist thing the twist at the end of the episode was actually like more than enough for me to be like oh okay all right i'm, I'm gonna keep watching <laughs> that was, i was gonna yeah. do that anyway but it has a it's a hell of a way to keep me like invested in the show um yeah it's just that whole scene was just so sad because Sylvie's just like a kid playing Save Asgard or something like that. I just watched this episode before we started recording. Um, and it, it really makes you think about, like, why? Why was she the one that was, like, taken? What did she do? And what can a child I'm sure we're do? Get the answer. I sh- I'm sure we'll get the answer. I've heard some, like, speculation about, like, there's this idea that, like, Mobius tells Loki that... Uh, you're not supposed to be like a good person. You're just there to help other people realize their potential. Yeah. So my thought is maybe what if Sylvie's just like good? Like that's her whole thing. She's playing like save Asgard. Right. And this whole show has kind of been about like the predetermined destiny of Loki in a way, but he now seems like he's going or he wanted to change that. Like maybe he wanted to be a better person. Or a good person. Um, and maybe that's... They're like, nope. Can't do that. <laughs> you have to be an asshole so that other people can realize their potential. If you're a good person, this doesn't work. Which is just sad. <laughs> wow. Destiny sucks. Of my brain. Yeah. yeah, it definitely feels like the major key point for them is, is the idea of free will. Like, For me, my, my interpretation so far is that the reason why Sylvie was taken out, the same reason why the others were taken out, were that they just want to maintain this one solid timeline where Loki does everything he does in the main MCU, dies, that's it. And that nothing can compromise that, whether that's um, a difference in, like you said, that like attitude, like wanting to save Asgard, or um, all these multitudes of different ideas. And I like the idea that Sylvie describes about the universe not really being designed that way and fighting back and so it creates chaos by um 
having all these different Lokis try and fight back in some way or another. And I do like the idea of um, that's the reason why there's so many Loki variants that they have to deal with is because the universe is like, this ain't supposed to happen. <laughs> Let me get out. Yeah. And maybe the universe like wants to break free, right? Because the TVA exactly. is convinced that they want to keep that like sacred timeline. But what if the universe is like, no. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're still... A million base... different alternate universes is what, I, is what we need. <laughs> we're still basing this on the... All the context we get from this comes from the TVA themselves. Yeah. Like, they said there was a multiversal war. One, do we even know if that's true? Yeah. Two, like, who were they as a victor? Like, again, like I said before, like, the history is written by the victors. Who are they? to say what should be or shouldn't be. And now we know that, obviously, whoever's behind the TVA isn't necessarily free, uh, gentile space lizards who, <laughs> know, who have the best interests at heart. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting. And I thought it was a really, really good twist. I thought it was a really good episode. I know a lot of something that shocked me actually last week was that I don't know, it shouldn't shock me because I've seen Star Wars all the time, which is the whole filler of it all, where people argue that it was just a filler episode. And I feel like when you watch this week's episode and how much Wait, plot people thought and... the last episode was a filler episode? So yes. much happened! <laughs> what? But none of it... What? What? <laughs> well, because it's a character delved episode. It was an like episode that very much focused on the both the characters. You can but tell these people would... they complain about filler episodes literally never watched anime in their lives. Yes. <laughs> All written out of story. <laughs> That's literally what a filler episode is. is like an anime filler episode, which if you have seen one, you will know that that Loki episode is not one. <laughs> yeah. I think that I was shocked. I think the general consensus was that either people really liked it or people were, were like What's the point of this? Like, why are we just watching two people walk around the planet? Why can't I just get out of here? I'm like, because it's a story and you're delving into character and that's how stories work. Again, we could talk about that for years. Yeah. But it's just one of those frustrating things. But I thought hopefully this week's episode balances that out and explains to people why this it was important that we spend that amount of time with Sylvie and Loki, especially considering um, the things that get brought up this week uh yeah as lamentis continues to crash into the moon which loki and sylvie find themselves on uh loki finally tells himself how he feels in a very unique way with sylvie hearing the words that she's never heard her entire life now this episode talks about the relationship between these two characters and and you know focuses a lot on it and it specifically it's a big major point when it comes to the timeline the character progression michael waldron who writes the show is it's the key thing they sort of built the show around there's a there's a term which i find very very funny <laughs> and it's because it's bullshit and ridiculous which is self-set <laughs> it's such an old fandom term <laughs> it's Again, what year am I in? Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm back in the Kingdom Hearts days. Yeah, no, I feel very much back. Like I'm, pl- like I'm, pl- I'm been plucked back to the early aughts where I'm just like a ten year old on Kingdom Hearts forums reading about self sex and being like, "What's that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole yeah. There's a whole big debate last week. Look, I'm going to say it straight up. I, I mentioned on Twitter that I was going to come out with a proclamation and, and and retract some words. Last week, I said it was ridiculous that this is where the story was heading. And I obviously was wrong. I was straight <laughs> up to hear that. And I said how, about how I thought it would be weird to see those characters in that way. I have to retract my statement. Nice. I thought the story did a great job exploring what that meant. And I feel like self-sister as a term a, is what people use term. on Twitter. It's a stupid <laughs> so, term. It's so weird to put something I've seen a lot this week is like putting moral weight onto the idea of something that could never exist in this world. <laughs> Literally, like, like this is just bad. This is fake. just terrible. And it's like it's fake. It's a, it's a fucking Marvel TV show. Like. <laughs> 
this is never a scenario that you can ever be like, oh, what's the morally right thing to do in this situation? Like, it's a story. Shut up. And again, I'm going to also have to retract things I said. Um, my initial kind of gut reaction to it was like, oh, that's where they're going with this. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm on board. I don't know if I ship it, but I'm on board, right? Like, I get it. I think I... I feel like we should. I think the the, the term that people are using is silky, silky, um, <laughs> which I absolutely love. I feel like I have to admit I might be a silky shipper. See, I'm I'm still I'm I'm being. No, I'll say it. I'm a silky shipper now. Okay, is that what you want, internet? I'm proud of you. Are you happy? <laughs> yeah. What was uh, your I, thought, Steph? <laughs> um. Um, <laughs> this is the whole like... reason we brought Seth on, by the way, was for this particular. Yeah, <laughs> I just I was looking at there were alternate terms for it that sounded less bad, and I just saw a um, doppel wait doppelbanger, <laughs> doppelbanger. <laughs> That's infinitely I, worse. I would it's, say it's infinitely worse. I think what we should call it on this show, at least, I've written down self-love. I feel yeah. like that's a, that's a nice yes. term for that. That's the wholesome. <laughs> that's the wholesome way to go about it, yeah. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows me uh, knows that I will kind of drift towards a, the most chaotic ship possible that I can do at any given time. Um... <laughs> oh, you? Really? Um, I'm so surprised. Yeah, I like... Shocked, truly. <laughs> and it's not just that. I also like you know, anything that could end in heartbreak and tragedy. Um, so, of course, this feels like yes. it could do that. Um, but I feel I am like it's like, going to, yeah. Like, I, I brought up Kingdom Hearts. I've been shipping this kind of stuff since the Kingdom Hearts days, which is hard not to do, honestly, if you like Kingdom Hearts, um, because almost everyone is the same person somehow in that, in that <laughs> series. It's very strange. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so when I started watching this show and, like, in the first couple episodes, I was like, I'm getting some vibes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm probably like, maybe there aren't actually vibes, but I'm getting some vibes. And then um, the Lamentus episode came out and I was like, I'm getting those vibes and I'm very excited. But I remember between my playmate and being like, if they actually aren't like, aren't the same person, I'm not going to ship this. Like that's who I am as a person <laughs> is that if they were different people, it was some twist. I would have been like, nah, I'm out. That's fair. It's just, I don't know, like, the chaos of it, the chaos of the concept is just something I really, it's just a weird, like, dynamic, which is why I like it, um, and it's not, like, a problematic dynamic, it's just weird and different, and I like um, ship dynamics that are weird. It might be the most unproblematic thing. It's just self-love, like, literally, like, I, like, if I had, like, I don't know, an alternate version of myself pop up, I would probably, like kiss him why not like why not because and that's what i liked about what they've said both kate heron and michael waldron is that sylvie is is fundamentally a different character but she is loki so it's like they had different upbringings but they both can bring stuff to the table that they can both appreciate so when loki says that stuff to her like you're amazing like You've been doing this all your life, and you don't need anyone else. He knows that because he's been through that. Yeah, yeah. They um, get each he... other in a way that, like, and they, you can't get. They other did. People. They did enough of a job in that third episode to be like they are not the same person. <laughs> yes. they are very fundamentally different people, even if they are the quote unquote same person. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they've got definitely got like similarities that they can like deep core similarities that they can connect to each I think, other, but they are definitely different people. I think like they're both just kind of very traumatized by the things that have happened to them. Yes. Yeah. And they can perhaps fill some, fill some holes that perhaps others couldn't the same way that even though it's nice that four is kinder to Loki, there's still all that, you know, like, People say, like, look, Lady Sif is showing up and stuff, like, yes, you shouldn't have cut her hair off. We get that, right? Like, she had lovely golden locks until Loki thought it was funny to, you know, cut them off. Um, but 
those guys suck <laughs> as well. <laughs> a lot. Like, like, if you watch 4 1, they suck. They all suck. And There's I feel like. so it's... much that you could, like, that you could, like, headcanon with that Sif situation where it's like, I'm going to admit my secret shame. I used to ship Loki and Sif back in the day, so I've read quite a bit of Loki and Sif fanfic. Nice. I'm not ashamed at all. Don't, um, be, don't ever be ashamed of a ship, is my but there, motto. But there's this <laughs> idea that I really like that adds a lot of context to that scene, which is like maybe Loki was like genuinely in love with Sif, but mm. she was in love with his brother. Oh, man. That could be a sign, yeah. Because we know that from like Thor 2. That Sif is very much in love with Thor. And from the Ag- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes that she's on, she, like, speaks of Thor very fondly. So it adds a kind of whole level to that, where it's, like, that memory prison maybe was supposed to be, like, a memory that hurt Loki the most or something like that. And he tries to play it off as, like, I didn't care. But then he gets he has that moment later when he gets, like, down on his knees and is like, I thought it'd be funny and it wasn't and I'm sorry. And she still is like, you deserve to be alone. Right? Yeah. So I think if you add that idea of, like, maybe Loki was genuinely in love with her, but she just was in love with his brother. And there's also something, like you were saying, Steph, like, the whole concept of them being together is chaotic, which is pure Loki in nature. And also, like you were saying just there, that, Ash, like, everyone keeps telling Loki that he deserves to be alone. Well, then, (laughs) that's kind of what he's going to (laughs) do. And, like, um... Obviously, whatever is happening between them is powerful enough to, like, alter a timeline in an apocalyptic event where it shouldn't be able to do that, Um, Mm -hmm. which is also very interesting, and that's, I dig that. But yeah, I agree, like, he's always been told, like, he's gonna be alone, and he's not, he's he's not, but (laughs) in a way he is. It's a self, I guess it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Everyone around you tells you that you're weird and you're an outcast and you you don't belong. And then he finds out in Thor 1 that he doesn't really belong. He's a frost giant. He's not, you know, actually Odin and Frigga's kid. I just yeah. watched Thor 1 the other day, which is why I know all this stuff. <laughs> um, um, you're a cool and greedy well, boy. Like, it's hard yeah. to have that positive relationship with yourself. Like, literally, like, in the real world, like, your internal self, not your alternate self um like telling yourself that like oh you're not you're not alone like giving yourself positive affirmations in the way that he's like you're amazing it's just like you don't get that really um yeah in the real world with yourself it's nice to see a character that has that's filled with so much self-doubt and like uh i'm not maybe self-loathing who knows um that him actually like finding those things in another version of himself is really cool and that version, Sylvie, she has literally been on the run her entire life, living in apocalypses, seeing the most the, the most horrible, darkest parts of humanity and what it means to be alive, and hasn't ever had anyone, at least since she was little, tell her she was worth something or that she was loved. You, and then Loki caused, comes on. Oh, sorry. I think what caused that Nexus event was a Loki like learning to love themselves <laughs> oh my in a God. weird way like maybe that moment of them looking at each other is a moment of like self ex- self-acceptance and learning to like love yourself and that like no i think they were gonna like, kissy 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 timeline. the timeline was like they're gonna kiss i'm gonna get excited no. about this <laughs> the music was the music was saying it <laughs> no but there's they he like he only like reaches out and grabs her hand yeah, right. yeah, they don't actually go for a so, kiss or anything. It's just like an intimate no. moment between them. But it's like a moment of them, like, igno- he he says to her, like, you're amazing, which is something she's never heard before. Assumedly. That could be so, it. So maybe it's like, maybe that's the thing. It's like, because again, like Mobius says earlier, like, you're not destined to be, <laughs> basically tells Loki, you're not destined to be the main character. You're there to, like, help everybody else figure out or, like, become better versions of themselves by you being kind of a screw up. Um. So it'd be oh, interesting man, maybe that's that moment... why. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, you finish. You finish. You finish. My thoughts longer. <laughs> um, it'd be interesting if it's like, yeah, this is a moment of like Loki accepting himself, and that's not supposed to happen, and that causes that Nexus event. God, if that's it, I would just I would lose my mind. That would be so cool. Cause um, I am a sucker for a character that like 
I'm a sucker for the idea of like a side, like an, an NPC essentially in a story, like being confronted with that fact and having to deal with that. Um, I, I really like that. Like one book that I really like uh, by Patrick Ness, which is the rest of us just live here is about like the best friend of the hero of a story. Um, and I really like that kind of dynamic a lot. And I think maybe that's why I'm actually growing to be fond of Loki as a character because they're, kind of exploring the idea of his tragic destiny <laughs> um his like predetermined fate to always be like that tragic figure for thor to help him grow um that's probably a big reason why i like him now so thank you for having me realize that and also it's it's really cool way and really great writing of turning something on itself so in the beginning of the episode one it's used as a pejorative towards loki like you only exist to improve everyone else. But then his existence at all helps Sylvie out. So in a sense, Loki oh, is helping point. make Loki a better person. Oh yeah. And then and then and then she helps him become a better Loki. Because she's also a Loki who is destined to <laughs> if that makes sense. Like they're yeah, it does both make sense. breaking the what should be. And I really do like that. There's also a really funny meme I like this week that someone did, because obviously people are genius and do great art pieces and memes. Someone drew a picture of four hugging, like squeeze-hugging Sylvie with, like, Loki behind four smiling. And the caption says, Sister, or are you my sister-in-law? And then it's just them both saying both. <laughs> <laughs> like, the story really couldn't work if it was, if she wasn't a Loki. It just wouldn't mean the same. No. And it wouldn't have the same, like, big implications for, like, his character growth and his realizations that he's having. Like, it, it wouldn't work if she was, like, a twist and was not actually him. Because it doesn't have the same resonance, really. No. Which is not something I ever thought like, I'd say, but... <laughs> I think it's also, like important to point out that the whole romance thing could be a total bait and switch which is the thought that's been in my head <laughs> yeah it could be because like that's not the actually romantic day, love let's 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 like we all need to accept the fact that marvel are cowards <laughs> and, <laughs> like yes we got a love story between a robot and a uh, witch but for all intents and purposes vision is just a guy that's, that's um, a pretty it's like it's a pretty straight relationship as far as things yeah. go <laughs> Even though There's robots like, don't have gender, Chad, they're robots. Um, well, yeah, and in the comics, that's something they touch on more, but the MCU didn't touch on any of that. So, like, for all intents and purposes, Vision is just a dude, and they're in a heterosexual relationship. Um, yeah. But, um... We don't know what yeah. they get up to. We only saw a little bit of their love life. Yeah. Like, Wanda, get the strap on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a very eloquent point. No, actually, Sorry, Ash. No, you oh, continue. No. But I think it's entirely possible that Loki wasn't about to, like, confess his undying love to Sylvie. Maybe he was just going to say, like, I don't know, like... I think you're neat. You. <laughs> <laughs> like, it honestly could have been anything, because Loki is not really, like, as far as we know, like, receptive to... Or not... He doesn't say nice things to people, <laughs> So it's entirely possible he was like, this is new for me. Thank you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's where I'm... I'm uh, like, I don't know if I'm like a negative in the sense. I really do hope they do go down that route because I... I one, I'm a sap. I really do like a, a romance story. I like I like people feeling loved and beloved and, you know, whatever. Um, but two... Uh, Another thing, another meme that I love this week was someone did that scene where it says, um, I have something to tell you. And she's like, what? And he goes, let's do get help. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I, 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 I truly... If Sylvia yeah. doesn't chuck Loki like a ragdoll <laughs> by the end of this series. Well, we've already seen him like do the whole getting up from the falling for 30 minutes sort of look. <laughs> So this is not. That Love with Loki just falls on his ass and then does the hair flip. The way he does the thing every time is so funny to me. Like, it's I want to see her do it so bad. <laughs> um, it's gonna be yeah. 
I one thing I find really interesting as well is like he we obviously see it like a lot more of him and his internal things than Sylvie because of the way um this Loki really like in a way can't hide his thoughts I guess to us as an audience probably the people inside but because they don't trust him but we get to see a lot more um and when he like has these moments with Sylvie she kind of just doesn't seem to entirely understand his um intentions behind any of it like when mm-hmm. he turns to her in like the the timekeeper room whatever it is and it goes to say something she just looks like like interested and a little bit confused um very confused <laughs> yeah I, so i'm like there... what are her feelings on it we have no idea yeah i think what's interesting as well is that you make a great point about the difference between the way loki acts and i think there's a specific reason for that and that our loki aka 2012 loki grew up on asgard which fundamentally one he's a prince two it's the most shakespearean society in the cosmos i mean they even like the mock play that he does is like yes exactly it's not that far off from what asgardians act like No, yeah, like everything they do, like another when you just they, which when we he now does know the another thing, yeah, like they do live in a very like old mythological kind of way. Like in yeah. the comics, like Thor has a special fancy like font. <laughs> he does. He has. A, he has the. We got, by the way, I, I know this off topic, but I really can't wait to see the goat in Love and Thunder. Oh my god, same. <laughs> this um, is honestly making me really excited for Love and Thunder. Like, I have no idea if it'll me too. in any way be referenced in that, but it's still making me more excited for that because it's reminding me of that. I just want Loki to just show up in Love it and would Thunder be. and Thor Imagine... just accept it. He's like, oh, hi, Loki. <laughs> Imagine how happy he would be to see his brother again. <laughs> he, I, I don't and then Loki rolls up with Sylvie and he's like, hi. <laughs> they both turn to snakes. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll get back to that because there's a, there's a Ragnarok re- reference which I need to see next week. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. okay. Um, before we jump to that, speaking of Love and Thunder, a character that's going to reappear in that <laughs> appears in this, which is Lady Sif, as we mentioned. Oh, is she going to be in Love and Thunder? I didn't realize she yeah. is. Yeah, she was in Australia for a decent amount of time, oh, and dang. I think nice. she's got a pretty big role in that. So I got excited because I was like, we haven't seen her in so long, and I really like her as a character. Since Dark World. She yeah, was in. Like, wait, was that before or after when she was in Shield? The last time we saw her was Shield. Okay, yeah, 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 she was briefly I, I in never Shield. Watched Shield, so I wasn't sure of the time. Yeah, I didn't. I stopped yeah. watching it after she left because I was like, I'm here for Sif. Um, <laughs> she was but, in two episodes of Shield. She was in one in season one, and one in season two, I think. Yeah, it wasn't long after the season two one that I think I stopped because I just really like Sif. I don't remember why I like. I just know like in the past I had a really strong reason for liking her and I have no idea now what it is but I'm really excited to see her again and I think just the scene of her just I mean it was great <laughs> because that is a that, uh, Loki cutting Sif's hair is an old Norse myth oh is it yeah, yeah she had blonde hair and then he cut her hair and that's why she has dark hair now oh yeah. it's a whole yeah, Rapunzel yeah. situation from Tangled yeah mm-hmm. yes um, <laughs> just like that and I just that's what I the North liked, said. <laughs> I just liked her repeatedly kicking the shit out of Loki. That was great. <laughs> and also, like, I posted a couple weeks ago a panel from a comic where Sif like punches Loki in the face, and I t- I said I want Sif to appear in Loki only so we can recreate this scene, oh and we God. ended up getting that scene. I was like, <laughs> beautiful. That's I only so have ever end up accidentally predicting See, Marvel stuff. That's the Rogue Podron magic right there, is yes. jokingly <laughs> predicting things. Um. <laughs> what I like about it as well is that it retroactively makes 4 more funny to me, because 4 is a really good film. I think it's very underrated in terms of like, the MCU. And I think Kenneth Branagh does a really great job at making it a very Shakespearean film, that you know, very operatic and stuff. But what I love about it is that Loki is fairly serious in that movie. And in the beginning of the movie, he's like very calm, composed, and trying to like do things normally. So we have the impression that he's not too mischievous. Like he, he does stuff that's, you know, trickery and stuff. This presupposes that he was a little shit throughout the most of his life. And then he just, the one day he happens to be normal and calm. And because in the film, it was like, it has to be Loki out of nowhere. And you're kind of like, well, 
I can understand why he feels guilt, like he feels left out because you're all being dicks to him for no reason. Now we know why. The one day he's acting fishy and normal is the day he happens to be taken over the throne. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, be normal. And he was like, fine, <laughs> for like one day. <laughs> and then they're like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> don't like that. Don't trust it. That's weird. It's very weird. Like, four, I don't think we should invade Yodenheim. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You cut, you, you turned me into a frog last week. You stabbed <laughs> her hair. <laughs> it's like, dude, you put toothpaste on my face last night while I was sleeping. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which I, I, I love that those elements where you can go back and go, oh, do you know what? That adds a little bit more flavor to that. A bit like Star Wars where you can go back and go, oh, that changes my viewing experience. I think that was really fun. It's actually, um, yeah, this is making me really keen to watch all the Thor movies again. I mean, like, uh, Thor 2 is like, you know, it's a movie that exists. Um, it's not even that bad when you watch it. It's not that bad. It's just the, it's just the, it does the whole thing of like the final climactic bit is like all CG and fighting. And yeah, I'm it like, sucks. Stop doing that. Please, God, save I, us from that. I, um, but like, I hate that Marvel has made me with WandaVision. I was like, I should watch Age of Ultron again. And then with this, it's like, I should watch the Thor movies, which I never liked except for Ragnarok again. And I'm like, what? what is happening? <laughs> I liked the first Thor movie. Nothing in my life will ever convince me to watch Ultron again. Like, I would. I really like Wanda and Vision. Like, I really, really like that. I've liked it since the comics. Um, but nothing in the world will make me watch that damn movie again. <laughs> it makes me mad because I really do like Ultron in that film. It's just the other everything bits. else. It's like cool. They finally gave me like a sentient AI doing some stuff, and then they make it Ultron. Like, must you do this to me? <laughs> like, this is the monkey paw curling all over again. <laughs> With the benefit of hindsight, that's one of my favorite lines. Just it's so good. I, I, I really hope he's not dead. I know that Vision deleted him from the internet, but I'm sure that he's in space somewhere. If the internet has taught me anything, it's that nothing is ever gone. Yeah, you can't it. ever delete anything. Like somebody archived him on like the Wayback Machine or something. <laughs> and someone's gonna stumble upon that and release him again. <laughs> he's on LimeWire. <laughs> there's a there's a the Ultron just rolls up and is like. An internet troll now. <laughs> oh my god, he's, he's like just James Someone on 4chan saves me. <laughs> he would do that. Foreshed.com <laughs> forward slash Ultron.mp3. Um, that'd be cool. I, I Yeah, I feel like... Well, not, again, another topic. Um, I really did like seeing... I think the strength of the show is when they do things that actually do shock you from a storytelling point of view. So with B15... I they could have very easily gone down the hole. I don't believe you until the last minute, and then battle or whatever. And like, I don't believe you. You're lying, or I'm gonna kill you because you hurt my friend. They don't. She just straight up goes, "Is this true? Yes. Show me." <laughs> and I really did appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I liked yeah. I liked B15 a lot in this episode. Me too. I do really hope we get to see their backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Maybe at the end of the show, they'll do something like we get to see all of them in their happy place. Like, not their happy place, but back in their their lives. So we see um, Mobius riding a water ski or something. (laughs) Wow, jet ski. And he finally says, Mobius ride a jet ski. (laughs) He said how in this episode, and I was like, close enough for me. Yeah. How, Loki? How? Yeah. He's so good. I I love him so much. He's he, it's it's really great hearing him say certain words. There's one in this. There's there's a very big law drop in this episode, which comes out of nowhere, which makes me laugh because it comes out like it's the first mention of vampires in the MCU. The vampires. Owen Wilson. It's Owen Wilson saying it. So it's like, you know, we got we got a scroll vampires. Yeah. <laughs> This is so good. <laughs> um, really did like that. I love seeing the shock of Mobius being pruned. Oh my god! Reac- like I knew it was gonna happen. Like I was like, he's not gonna. He's gonna. He's an idiot who cares too much about doing good. He's gonna get pruned. But I was still like real upset when it happened. Mhm. It was a shock, and again, good storytelling makes you shocked, and then change, and then. Gives you another shock later on. Um, 
and we get the whole the timekeepers of Wizard of Oz puppets. You know, let's see behind the machine. Not really surprised by that. I feel like we're all on the same page. We all thought there was more to them than that. Do you have any idea of who you think is behind the TVA? I mean, no, I just thought they were going to be. I thought there was going to be cosmic dickheads more than like they were going to be fake. <laughs> so oh, I wasn't okay. prepared for like a theory. Um, I have no theories. Like, I all of my Marvel knowledge comes from like pre, like comes from like pre aughts. Um, so if there's stuff that could like you could dig into, um, potentially like to get an idea of what this could be. Um, I probably don't know it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, that's uh, So fair. I have no idea. I um, have no idea what direction they're going in. I think Kang would be cool. Yes. But I don't... But we're getting Kang and Ant-Man 3. Quantum Mania, yeah, with the filming yeah. this week. They yeah, they filming. started filming that. So we're getting Kang in that. I mean, we know we're getting Kang in that. They've cast Kang. Yes. Um, so I don't know if they'll go in that direction. I just think whenever you like bring up time, my brain immediately goes to Kang the Conqueror, and or obviously Doctor, Rev- or Doctor Doom, but I, it's not Doctor Doom. <laughs> Imagine it was Doctor Doom. I mean, Ash, who who creates bots in his spare time? That's an listen. Do not, do not do this to me, Charlie. <laughs> do not, <laughs> do not make me seriously consider for a second. Maybe Doctor Doom's the villain of this show. That would be that would surprise us. But you know, you do know you know what that means, don't you, Ash? What? Well, when there's Doctor Doom, there's Reed Richards. Season finale, he's gonna show up. <laughs> oh my god! Don't! Oh my this god! Don't is, remind me! Is, oh my god! This is what we did. Reed Richards cameo. <laughs> oh my uh, god! So we, Saf, if you don't know, we have an ongoing joke on the show. Is that which is that? Um, Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman, is in every single Marvel MCU property. We just oh, don't she's see just invisible. her. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um yeah, I I personally think there's two theories. One is that it's Kang, because evidence seems to suggest that. Who likes controlling the timelines for their own. They do kind of look like Kang means. too. They look like Kang and also Ravana Renslayer in the comics she's you know, she's his love. Oh, you're right. You're so absolutely right. Like who would work? Who is she working for? Probably, you know, her BFF, her, her beau, her, her lover, um, Kang the Conqueror. My other theory is the one I feel like, it's the one I started the show off with, then I went away from it, and now I'm slightly heading back to, which is that it's Loki. <laughs> Another Loki? Yes. That would be really funny and also very that good. That would be amazing. Because someone pointed out that the TVA logo has a dagger in it. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "Is that like a? Is that going to be like the the invisible dagger?" <laughs> but you never know. I, I feel like amazing. Yeah, like I don't know why, but I just feel like it would be interesting. My first idea, like for the villain, kind of got disrupted this week in a good way. Basically, I believe that in the comics, there's a character, which is the old man Loki, which is the the darker future Loki, who wears like all dark green and he's evil, decrepit, has wild, crazy hair. Um, I thought they were going to get Richard E. Grant to play that character. And then there's <laughs> him wearing classic Loki outfit. And I was like... Can we talk about uh, Crocky? Crocodile Loki? Yes. Oh my god. I and love kid it. Loki. Kid yeah, Loki, Gator Loki. I think it's Gator Loki because Gator Loki. St- like, I need Marvel to stop making me think that Young Avengers is happening anytime soon. <laughs> did you see the picture I sent you today? Ash? I did. Yeah, I didn't respond to it, but I saw it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> They're doing it. They have to do it. They've, there's need, too many. I need Young Avengers in my life. Um, Great casting, by the way. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, we should talk about before we get to that. Loki got pruned. Oh, and yeah. I straight up was like, oh, Excuse that's a direction me? to take the show in. The rest I... of the show's going to be about Sylvie. Okay. For a <laughs> while, then... like, I had the kind of low-key, that wasn't <laughs> on purpose, um, theory <laughs> that, like, <laughs> one of them or both of them would end up dying getting pruned and we would switch to another Loki or, like, 
it would go to Sylvie instead. And so when that happened, I was like, oh, maybe that's happening. But then I also made a joke of like, maybe they're into some cosmic trash heap and there's like, because I was just thinking of like the Dianoga. Um, <laughs> like maybe they got shoved down the cosmic trash chute or something. And then I ended up not being far off. So yet again, joke theories win the day. When I saw Mobius die, I was heartbroken because I was under the belief that the pruning process still ex- was true. I don't know why, considering everything else we've seen by the TVA turned out to be bullshit. But as soon as Loki got hit, it was a shock at first. And then halfway through the pruning, <laughs> my thought went, ah, I think he's going to be okay. Because a lot of people keep saying the show is like Doctor Who. And I don't really, after this before, I don't think it's completely true. I feel like a lot of that comes from the fact that modern Doctor Who in itself owes a lot to Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Because Douglas Adams also, I don't know if you know, wrote a lot of episodes in the 70s for Doctor Who. Like really that, great You know, ones. I didn't know that, but that tracks. He he wrote like some of the best Tom Baker episodes. Because mm. um, Doctor Who is very much like his kind of thing. Like yeah yeah like i think you're a beautiful woman probably one of my favorite lines um like there's so many really good adams isms in it and i think the modern show has a lot to that classic sort of run in terms of like his his era so i feel like that's the core bit but there is a very 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 much doctor who subplot in this episode that made me jump out to me which is the whole the pruning process have you both seen doctor who before yes yes do you remember in series one when they did the weakest link? Oh yeah, yes. And it, it turns out that the laser beam that kills the contestants in all the different game shows is actually a transmat beam, and it just takes them to the Dalek ship. That's exactly what I thought of here. Where oh, instead yeah. of killing them, it's actually just transporting yeah. them to what to me my major first thought was: this kind of looks like Battle World. I definitely got that vibe too, but I I also one hundred percent thought they straight up killed Loki. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh wow! And that and that the, the like Sylvie was going to be the protagonist for the rest of the show, and I was kind of like, okay, all right, this is not what I was expecting. I'm all, but I'm very down for this actually because I like Sylvie a lot. Uh, and then the post and then I I I actually like was like okay. I never watched through the credits of these things, which has ended up like mm. biting me in the ass multiple times with WandaVision's post credits and stuff. Um, I, I I got fully up from my computer, walked away, <laughs> went to go like sit down, scrolled through Twitter, and someone said something about a post credit scene, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Excuse me." Luckily, so my flatmate. In, luckily, my flatmate is always like aware of these things i don't know if they look it up or if they like just read it on twitter but luckily they're always like there's a post-credit scene and i'm like thank god because i would not have considered there being one at all because like sure it's marvel but it's a tv series who does post-credit tv things marvel yeah i, I need to learn I, my I, really, I really like the music so i just listen to the music and then if it happens stuff in mid-credit scene good for me <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is a bop. I'm <laughs> just listening to the music. Oh, cool. I'm then I saw Loki. I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Because we do see shots of him in the trailer, which didn't appear yet. So I was like, they can't have killed him off because he was in the trailer. <laughs> like the actual normal first trailer. Um, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know what they're going to go. Then I saw the Lokis. I was like, okie doke. We're getting all the Lokis. I love when they do the thing of like, they put somebody in like the classic old school uniforms because like i so said good. like all of my superhero knowledge for marvel basically comes pre-aughts where they've got those goofy uniforms and so when i see them in these things i'm just like hell yes that's the one i know i just was i was so caught off guard by Richard E. Grant's existence in that shot that I didn't pick up the rest of the... <laughs> I didn't even notice Crocodile Loki. Crocodile <laughs> Loki was the first one I noticed. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, like, I, the, the costume was Kid Loki's costume until much later uh, when I saw, like, a screen grab of it on Twitter. I was just so caught off guard by Richard E. Grant wearing that costume. I was like, what in the WandaVision episode 7 is this? Like, <laughs> It's great. I love it. I love it so much. 
it's yeah it's really good i really enjoyed what they did there i was angry for a while because people complained about the the richly grant costume on twitter which i thought was ridiculous because it's it's supposed to be ridiculous it's supposed to be like be like this isn't serious I'm like oh shit it's the comic book outfit like what do you want from people it looks really cool i think it looks awesome I really want to see Tom Hiddleston wear it, actually, as well. Um, I hope we get to see flashbacks with all of them next week and see how they got there. I'm imagining it's going to be like an uprising because I don't think it's just the Loki. Because people are like, oh, is this just like a a domain for specific variants? So like Loki gets into the Loki domain. I don't think that's the case. I feel like it's just all the building because i don't think it's just the, the people i think the buildings get crashed there that's why the, there's like a destroyed stark tower and uh and a destroyed sanctum centaurum in that shot as well i was thinking it I could think be something like um that could be like the the diorg where like loki succeeded yeah there there is a shot in the trailer i think the first trailer where it looks like that is the case yeah, so that could be it's, one of the reasons he gets he ends up there. There's a mirror which is basically Stark's mirror, and it's like Loki going glorious purpose or something along those lines, and you know, like it looks like it's, he won. But I, yeah, I, I think it's more. It could be that, and then that gets pruned or, or something. I think it's definitely the places that get pruned get front sent there as well. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah you just realize that yeah, places get pruned as well, so. Yeah, where, like, it, they have to be put somewhere where they can't cause nexus events, which is like, are they in like a pocket dimension or something? Or like they 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 keep saying that they they're pruning timelines, but who's to say that they actually are destroying timelines at all? Maybe they're just made of it's just one parallel universe they're dumping stuff in. Yeah, that's one thing. Like another bother. universe that won't affect the main one. Which is kind of what Battleworld is in the comics, which is um, in the Secret Wars comic book when the whole of reality was destroyed and Doctor Doom sort of, to save everything, brought bits and pieces like New York from one universe and uh, England from another universe and like some of the characters like and just dumped them all in one big place and tried to save as much as he could. Kind of feels like that. Where it's just like loads of these people like yeah. variants and displaced universe people like walking around which i think is really interesting i one of the things i love is alternate universes and alternate selves like that is yeah gets me every time i love that kind of thing um (laughs) so like the fact that marvel's doing like some multiverse stuff is just like i mean i hate the multiverse in the comics it's too much for me um (laughs) but in a show like in a like a very confined thing like the cinematic universe like it can't go crazy in the same way um and they're approaching it as like alternate universes, which I'm like, yes, thank you. I like that. Which is why I want to know really what's happening here so I can like nerd out about it to myself. <laughs> and I think as well, it, it opens up the possibility because now we know that variants don't necessarily have to look like each other. Um, yeah. When Spider Man comes out and the rumors for that film. I think very much sets up that whole thing which i'm very 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 excited for um and i'm very i, I love the idea that obviously they mentioned before that this isn't just all loki's so maybe i think mobius is alive for sure oh and yeah mobius is still there. yeah because i think yeah. there's a shot of him in the trailer yeah so i'm excited but also i like the idea that because they mentioned there happens to just be an unusual amount of Lokis that have pruned. So can you imagine how many Lokis there are? And do you think that the whole Loki for president is them voting which one is the best? I don't know. Because <laughs> I really want to see the... You make some very interesting points. You do um... make some interesting points. If it is, like, all Lokis, like, not all Lokis because it's all Lokis, but Lokis because it's, like... So many Loki's that are getting pruned. <laughs> just in general, like it would be really interesting if the main antagonist ended up being a Loki. I think yeah. so. Yeah, being like, a Loki who like maybe there's like a destiny 
or something, like a predetermined thing that this Loki knows that the others are going, some other Loki is going to depose them, which is why that they're like constantly trying to cut out Lokis to stop them from doing that. Like the yeah. one that we have that dies, the one that wasn't going to do that. And that's why that's in the sacred timeline or something. And that cuts back to, again, like you said, to the first episode where Mobius is like pushing Loki to find out what he wants because he says, I deserve to be God King of Midgard. And he goes, why not space? It'd be good for everyone to cap. What if, what if that Loki did take over space and it wasn't good enough? So then he was like, what about the multiverse? Yeah. You make excellent points. I'm, I, the great thing about this is I have no idea what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> like I genuinely, there's two more episodes, right? Right. Two, there is. Two yeah. Two more. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. And I'm very excited. That's always my favorite state to be in with this stuff where I'm just like, no idea what's going to happen next. Can't even predict anything. Like <laughs> I'm just kind of like sitting back and enjoying the ride. At the best of times, I am terrible at predictions, unless I'm joking, like I said. Um, That's the rogue pod curse. It is the rogue <laughs> pod curse. It truly is. And I feel like, even if I try, like, there are certain things that I can figure out when I'm watching things, or like, playing games or stories. Like, games or stories. Um, <laughs> is that, like, I am a writer, and I do know how these things work. So there's certain points where I'm like, this arc is going to happen for these characters, because it's, like, obvious that that's how it's being set up. I don't know what the hell this is doing. Like, it's really just kind of gone wild. Like, clearly there's, like, a, co- a coherent thing happening in the background and everything. Like, it's planned out, obviously, and it's, like, gonna be good. Um, but the fact that I have genuinely, like, if I was a writer and I was in charge of this, I'm just like, I don't know what I would do. I don't, I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> the one thing I do want to say as we kind of, like, wrap up this episode, though, for anybody who's listening who might feel this way about it, I don't I don't know if anybody does, but can we stop being like openly biphobic? <laughs> Please. Oh my god, seriously. Um, just because a character a character being bisexual and ending up with um in Loki's case a woman does not erase their bisexuality. Uh it doesn't mean they're in a straight relationship. Uh so like shut up. <laughs> And if you think that's true, it's uh, you need to re-examine a lot of things about yourself and take a good, good hard look within, um, and find yeah, out what you were that. actually, yeah, find out what you were actually applauding last week, because well, yeah. you're hypocritical. You, you're like, thank you, Marvel, finally, and then they're like, well, this is what I'm like, boo, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, before I wrap up, I do want to know if there's any variant Lokis you're interested in seeing next week. Alligator Loki. <laughs> Apart from the ones we've seen so far, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I think a a, uh, uh, a Loki that looks like Sif would be fun. That that's, be cool. That'd be hearkening back to, to comics canon a little bit when Loki took over Sif's body. And yes. I want to see... I want to see horse Loki. I want oh to see boy. horse Loki so bad. Oh yes. boy. That'd be yes. enough of self-love. No! <laughs> if you no. read Norse mythology. Are you aware of that story, Seth? Yes, yeah, I, I know would... the story. That's why I know about horse Loki. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I want <laughs> horse Loki, but I want him to look like Runt from the X-Wing books. <laughs> That's what I want, exactly. I want just a horse, horse Loki that's just, person. it's got a head that's a horse. It's that plastic human. head. It's that plastic uh, mask head. <laughs> it's the plastic horse head with a Loki <laughs> crown on <laughs> I know for me that, because there's a panel in the Jason Aaron series of all the different Loki variants, and we've actually seen a lot of them so far. So we've got the Viking Loki, which is the one we saw, I think, in one of the um, holograms. The Hulk Loki. Uh, classic Loki, normal Loki, kid Loki. Uh, we haven't really seen old man Loki yet, which I, I assume is the bad guy. But there's also fairy Loki and cat Loki. So um, I want to see those. Give me a pet Avengers movie, Marvel, please. That's all I need. I need We're getting a, a DC one. Yeah, I know. That's why it's so upsetting that we still don't have a pet Avengers movie. <laughs> Just make it like an animated movie. I want to see Thor as a frog. What if? Spider pig. Did you see that we're getting Lego what if sets? 
Yeah, I did. I did. That's cool. Yes. Which I'm very, implies... I'm very excited for what if. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm so keen for that. Because that implies we're getting more merch for it as well. Like maybe Legends figures. Because if I look, if I get as much merch of Captain Carter as possible, that's all I want. Yes. Yeah. That's very fair. Just yeah, give me anything with Haley Atwell on it, and I'll be I'll be content. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. So, where can people find you and your content, Seth? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Wanderlustin, W A N D E R L U S T I N. Um, I'm also on Rogue Podron with Ash, which is at Rogue Podron on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a great podcast. If you like Ash, you should listen to that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that's basically it this, in this day and age. And what about you, Ash? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ash Jeffies, and like Seth said, I'm on Rogue Podron. Um, and I also have a podcast called OS Team, which is about video game music, and you can find that uh, wherever you get your podcasts or uh, encyclopedia.net, which is the podcast network that we're on. Perfect. Well, that's all we have time for this week. We'll be back next time with the penultimate episode of Loki. But until then, let's all make ours Marvel. See ya.